Hey everyone. Before we begin the episode, we'd like to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and celebrate the stories that they continue to bring to life today. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. was that actually I loved it to see whether they're actually good, actually bad, or actually terribly good. <laughs> I'm Kayla Hamill. <laughs> I'm Katie Nethercoach. Hello, everybody. Hello. Um, this week, I challenged Katie uh, and myself to Jennifer's body. Woo! First time for me. Oh. Third, fourth, fifth time for you, Katie? Third time for me. And I feel like each time was a different reading and experience. So. Oh, very good Mm. answer. A plus, 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 plus. Thank you. uh, So it was released in 2009. What a time. What a time to be alive (laughs) for us angsty teens. Ah! Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, I'm already getting sidetracked, but I remember – 2009 being the, the year of angsty teen yeah. for a lot of people in my high school. <laughs> and um, I remember like feeling fine and being okay, mm. but like thinking I had to go to my coordinator oh. with a problem. Oh. And so I remember visiting them and being like, they sat me down and I was like happy and cheerful and stuff. And they're like, what seems to be the problem? And I was like, well, um, sometimes I I don't sleep well. <laughs> Why is that, Kayla? I, windy night. <laughs> I adore you. That's incredible. <laughs> it was. It's very innocent, isn't it? It's just like, well, I must feel upset and angsty about something. Oh I must. God. Let's talk to the coordinator. I, I feel like for me at the time, I was like, oh, yeah. my life is so boring. I'm no like, uh, what's going on? There isn't any drama. Yeah. There isn't any teenagerness. And then I look back and I'm like, oh my god, that was the year that like. It's- I literally cut a friend out of my life and stopped talking to her forever. Like full on the most aggressive and worst thing thing I ever did was like look her in the eye and be like, you don't exist to me. And me at the time is like, my life doesn't even have any teenage drama. All my emotions are totally fine and justified and normal and not completely heightened and insane. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. The lack of awareness. Oh, totally. The drama is divine. (laughs) Just chef's kiss. I love that combination. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Anyway, sorry. So Jennifer's Body, 2009. uh, It's 45% on the tomato meter, which is 
healthy. We've discovered it's probably past its use-by date yes. or best before. Definitely past its best before. Yeah. Um, and an audience score of 35%. Oh. Which, yeah, last week we were a little bit surprised, but I kind of mentioned maybe it's because of a male-dominated uh, May- reviewing Maybe group. in strong <laughs> quotation marks here. <laughs> um, it's rated R, which Ooh. I believe is the... Uh, US rating. Yeah. I be- you know, Australian MA 15. Mm-hmm, what? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Um, what do you reckon? Do you want to choose either R or MA? I prefer the R for... Yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Like, I'm, I'm messing it up every time, but... I do more of a oh. Chewbacca, like... <laughs> That's it. That's perfect. That's the vibe, honestly. Great. R for Chewbacca. Um... <laughs> The genre is comedy horror. Excellent, my fave. Which I think is on point. Love it. Um, directed by Karen Kusama and written by Diablo Cody. Now that is like almost 100% more females than most movies that we re-examine. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I know. I mean, that says a lot about us. I think we need to like pick up our game and actually investigate <laughs> <laughs> investigate mediocre cinema mm. through like who directed you yeah know what I mean? yeah and um, we'll run out of um, movies in in that's our homework <laughs> next week yeah <laughs> um okay so starring megan fox Ooh. as jennifer check um amanda seyfried as anita mm. aka needy johnny simmons as chip um adam brody oh. as nikolai God, love having Adam Brody outside of the OC. I love just um, Adam Brody in anything. He can show up and I will just be like, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, world. Thank you for your service. Yes. Um, <laughs> J.K. Simmons as Mr. <laughs> Robluski. Divine. Um, the hook hand got me oh every time. Oh, my God, every time. Um, Amy Sedaris as Tony Lesnicki. So that's uh, Amy Sedaris, um, yeah. Anita's friend. Yeah, me too. Um, Amanda's mum. On Anita's mum. <laughs> uh, Kyle Golner as Colin Gray, uh, Chris Pratt as Roman Duda, and I didn't um, search any others. I don't care about them. So, we don't care, um, except for Jonas, I believe, who uh, dies, but, mm. you know, who cares? Yeah, not me. Yeah, life's ending for you, Jonas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, okay. So, this summary, which, you know, as usual, is tradition, I have not read through. So, Thank let's you. read uh, and share together. Let's go. When a demon takes possession of her, high school hottie, Jennifer, <laughs> Megan Fox, turns a hungry eye on guys who never stood a chance with her before. While evil Jennifer satisfies her appetite for human flesh <laughs> with the school's male population, her nerdy friend, Needy, Amanda Seyfried learns what's happening and vows to put an end to the carnage. Love the word carnage. Yeah, visceral. Very visceral. Um, Okay, so we've got our critics. This is Critics Corner. (laughs) I can't wait. Um, (laughs) Actually, like, okay. 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 So, um, well, our critics are okay. Um, So... Eve, Eve Tushnet. I don't know whether it's Tushnet or Tushnet. I prefer Tushnet. You know which one I prefer to. <laughs> so, uh, Eve Tushnet. Ms. Tushnet says, I did not love Jennifer's body. It's very almost. Okay. okay. All right. There you go. Okay. 
I mean, it's like, yeah, like that sentence was almost finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, Petrana Rod- Rodulovic from Polygon uh, said, I'm pleased to report that Jennifer's body was exactly the delightfully campy feminist black comedy I thought it would be. And also a wonderful snapshot of 2009 high school life. Oh my god! Thank you, Polygon. I'm going to bet that review is from like two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I should have done the date. I should have done the date. Like Um, no way is that a published review in 2009. No, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> I I think I would have had to, like, fucking scroll back. Mm. And I should have, but I was no. like, I don't want to, like, have my heart broken. No, no, no. Um, okay, so Peter Hartlaub mm. from the San Francisco Chronicle has said, But while the movie is almost always pleasing, it never develops very much momentum. Which, you know, oh, fair, it's fair. Okay. You know, you say it like it is, Peter Hartlaub. Sure, Peter, sure, Peter. Um... Now, on to our best friends. Oh, my God, I can't wait. And by that, I mean I don't want to hear it. (laughs) No, okay. The first page, Mm -hmm. which is reviews from 2021, four to five star reviews. (gasps) And that's as far as I went. Love to see it. I I, I think it's just because I felt so positive and happy about it because I I loved this movie. (laughs) So I was like, let's celebrate it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So, this one's from Mark B. It's it's a bit of a long one, so bear with me. Okay, I'm ready. So, to be honest, I didn't have fond memories of Jennifer's body first time around. I think at the time, I subconsciously discounted Megan Fox's performance given her role in the mostly forgettable Transformers. And that was a mistake. It's easy to be distracted by Fox given she was sexualized from the very beginning. But both she and Amanda Seyfried are absolutely excellent in this. How sweet is that? Like, how self-aware is that? I love that. Yeah. It's the journey. It's the journey that we all went on. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Absolutely. So good. Um, okay, so Sarah B, who I can only imagine is the sibling of Mark B. Of course. Um, has said, iconic. Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried both turn out wonderful performances. Oh. Hey all. Excellent. All right. What I like. You? Maybe we should just review movies that people like now. This feels great. I know. This is like, I think this is the first time in our podcasting history, and it's a long one, mm. um, where like majority of these are positive. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, Chain A has said, cult classic ahead of its time. Yeah. There we go. Accurate. And, and hey, I've slipped one. You I've had slipped to. one negative you one in. Uh, Alessandre V has said, didn't like the script. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Diablo Cody exactly. is a very particular style. Do you know any of other any other work from Diablo? Do Cody? you know? <gasps> That's fucking right. Oh my god, Jordan told me, and as soon as she said that it was, you know, the writer was from Juno, Juno's writer, yeah. I was like, great information. It came out of my brain. Oh um, yeah, fantastic. Fuck yeah, great. No wonder. Anyways, <laughs> okay. So Katie, mm-hmm. can you tell me what you thought? Well, actually, I loved it. Of course you did. I mean, did. of course I did. Are you kidding me? It, you presented me with a woman that society hated when we were young and now I'm uh, able to reclaim her. Like, obviously, I'm going to yeah. love it. Like, Absolutely. Obviously. Are you, are, you the, are you the type of person who, like, for me, uh, as soon as somebody 
uh, says, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm like youngest child and I'm like, well, I fucking love it. <laughs> well, you know that I'm also a youngest child, so absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell me, tell me what's, what are your thoughts about Jennifer's body? Well, I feel like the biggest journey that I want to acknowledge here is that of my feelings towards Megan Fox, who I adore. Yeah. I absolutely mm-hmm. fucking love Megan Fox. And part of that is because I used to hate her. And I had yeah. super internalized misogyny around her, um, mm-hmm. which I have gone on this very fun journey of realizing was actually reacting to the sexualization of her and like fetishization of her body, like her mm-hmm. really young body by the media and in film and all of the mm. yuckiness around that. And then I, as a teenager, absorbed all of that and was like, yeah, she's the problem. Like she's yes. too sexy and like da da mm-hmm. and like just lots of nuance to that. But it's yeah. like yeah, huge moment for me. Like maybe three years ago, um, there's a YouTuber mm-hmm. called I think Lindsay Ellis, and she did a series mm-hmm. that was re-examining the Transformers franchise. But I in particular just remember a video about her character in Transformers called Michaela. Highly mm-hmm. recommend if you want to go into it. But it's just kind of recognizing that all of the reasons why you hate her in that movie, it's not about the character. It's not about the performance. It's the male gaze on her. It's her sexualization. Mm. And it's kind of like the film itself is at war because the script and the performance from Megan Fox are telling one story, which Mm -hmm. is totally Mm -hmm. coherent. And then the visuals of her and her position um, through that like male gaze is telling a completely different story and it's just this really interesting Absolutely. juxtaposition and so I definitely yeah as a teenager really didn't like Megan Fox at all because mm-hmm. she was so hot I'm sure there was like jealousy in there like lots mm-hmm. of internalized misogyny all those things I was just saying and so mm. it was really nice to re-watch it now having kind of gone on that like recognition and to be able to watch this and go, oh, there is, like, layers to this shit. A, Megan Fox mm-hmm. is a great actress. And then B, mm. this whole movie is about people sexualizing Jennifer. And, like, yeah. and her, like, not necessarily, like, like the, just the exploitation of her physical body in complete juxtaposition to her, like, words, actions, and personality. And, like, mm. I just think, yeah, there's a lot to get into here and I'm very excited. But also, what are your yeah. – what's your thoughts and experience? Well, uh, yeah, I agree. So I I never saw it, but I think uh, – I probably heard of it, but, I, again, I would have felt very much the same. Um, not, not hating Megan Fox, but also, like, p- definitely putting her in a category which was, like, you – have no worth you know what I mean like as as like as brutal as that sounds it's a better word for it yeah you're not worthy yeah you know what I mean like and and that really fucking sucks to admit and to also know that like I don't know had I been more aware or had the conversation Mm. been different when this movie first came out I wish you know like I wish I was free of that those thoughts and that I'd never felt it because then we could have enjoyed so much more cinema that was refreshing and was as fucking great as this movie yeah um I was just I was thinking because there's an article from Vulture which I've got up which is so interesting because um they talk about like Jennifer's body uh now and then Mm. kind of thing and so they talk about how like this is um kind of about like friends navigating teenage 
like best friend codependency Mm. um but also like uh you know like what you were saying about um men sexualizing Mm. uh a girl's body like a young girl's body but then like they they talk about um the marketing campaign Mm. telling a completely different story yeah and how it was um promoted um like to um horny boys yeah (laughs) like aged 18 to 24 rather than young girls you know what i mean and i wonder how differently it would have turned out in 2009 if it was like actually promoted to young girls like young teenage girls or even i think like if we had the the language to be able to engage with it on the level that it wants Mm. to be engaging because i when i saw it when i was younger i don't think i saw it 2009 but it wouldn't have been too much later I definitely mm-hmm. went into it almost with that like male perspective or like that established perspective. So I remember my first watching of the film being like, well, Needy's the good one um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she's nerdy and virginal um, yeah. and her boyfriend's really sweet and has no faults. And so how fucking oh. dare. No, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like you get taught I know, yeah. to have those mm-hmm. patterns. And so I remember like, yeah uh just well, not yeah. having the read of the film that i feel like was the mm-hmm. intentional read of the totally. film so completely different experience from teenager katie yeah. watching it to adult katie watching it now and also like you i don't know we've we've spoken about it a bit but like that's the preferred perspective or that was the preferred perspective of like see this through the male gaze yeah. that's the that's the perspective that is correct and right and so, of course, you want to, like, even if you're watching a film like this and you're like, oh, I don't feel comfortable, like, hating this person, you're, like, you want to do the right thing. So you yes! want to think, like, That's through exactly the male gaze. And so, yeah, it's it's just, like, it's so interesting. And, and what I found really interesting as, like, kind of watching it as adult mm. Kayla, <laughs> um, just being, like, able to uh, see the complex narrative. Yeah. And not just seeing, like, Anita, I'm sure we'll get into this, but, like, Anita and Jennifer's friendship as, like, oh, Anita is in love with Jennifer. Mm. The same as all the boys are in love with Jennifer. Mm. You know, there was a bit more complexity around that, um, uh, like, nowadays. Like, oh, sorry, not nowadays. There was much more complexity that I could see watching it as an adult because I was like, oh, this is, like, uh, this is a female friendship this is like a yeah. really like a, fr- a friendship that goes back years before which is complex and it's really beautiful and it's it's a relationship regardless yeah. you know what I mean so I didn't just see it as like romance kind yeah. of thing or like sexual and I I kind of really liked that I liked watching it through that lens this time (laughs) yeah absolutely I think that their relationship for me was one of the things that I agree has those added Mm. complexities because I think you can have a first reading which is that they're just friends and then there's like a hot kiss scene that they've put in the movie for boys and like Mm -hmm. gross no and then a second reading can be oh well Needy's completely in love with Jennifer and it's like ah no actually I think there's like way more complexities here and yeah like levels to this that the characters themselves don't understand or like know about themselves necessarily yet or like what this means mm. and lots of lots of stuff there it's very meaty yeah and and it's like because 
I don't know. Like, I, I think there's a lot of movies and, and TV shows that are out now that kind of present intimacy between teenagers in mm. really interesting ways. Mm. And I think in 2009, this kind of intimacy that we see is obviously like, ah, that's a hot kiss and that's it. But like, if like watching it now, it's like, oh, this is like, I don't know, like teenagers and like kids explore and they're totally. curious and they do it with their friends because they feel safe. Yeah. And like, there's even that, um, what does, what does Jennifer say? She says, we can play mum and dad or, like we or used something. To, like, yeah. like we used to. And that's kind of like, I think she almost like in that moment, like she kind of uses it against Needy yeah. to like get her on her side. But like. Just that little comment of being like, we can do that like we used to. That's such an innocent thing that like kids do. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I don't know. It just shows the depth of of a friendship and it being more than like somewhat platonic kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it definitely not needing to be like labeled specifically this is what they are and who they meant to each other and that it can be in flux as well. Yeah. 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 And I remember like just seeing that because I remember that was like the talk of the town, (laughs) kind of like that moment and probably what was like a selling point Mm. to horny teenage boys, which is disgusting. Mm. But then like as I watched the movie and she and um, Anita has sex with her boyfriend. Mm. Is it for the first time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's actually like a really beautiful, awkward little like... So (laughs) awkward! You know, sex scene, but it's... (laughs) I don't know what was really nice was like uh, you see you see that sex scene mm. um and like as well as that that kiss mm. between between Jennifer and Anita and it's just like it kind of opens up that complexity for me so because I was just like oh she loves Chip like yeah she does and she also enjoys having sex with him and like you know there's obviously <laughs> obviously she starts seeing dead people. I was about people, to say some questions like, about the uh the enjoyment there. <laughs> Um. but you know what I mean like she's she's willing to she's willing and she she wants this with him and Mm. like there's a really beautiful moment where she like is looking down as he's putting on a condom and she goes ah like in wonder and it's just like quite sweet and beautiful and like yeah I just love how that was paired with with that um moment with Jennifer as well because it's just like yeah this is like teenagers (laughs) this is teenagers (laughs) I found the like the kiss moment in particular uh because I remember it being framed as like really malgazy and like oh salacious and whatever but just having Mm -hmm. a reading of it um like as just kind of like two people who are very attracted to each other or have that level of intimacy and like Mm. yeah like it's a good kiss and like you can totally follow that being the like apex apex of their story so far and like mm-hmm. their how close they've been and like physically close and like all of those kind of things it didn't feel yeah. to me like exploitative in the moment it felt like an earned like moment of I don't I don't even know what the word is but like yeah I, it, yeah I'm yeah it doesn't stop them from be, like they were apt I'm like 100% can guarantee that they were both horny you oh know what I mean? like it doesn't God, not in question it doesn't stop that not in <laughs> question but like it also opens up for me I'm like oh god I have so much to learn about intimacy as well like mm. and like to re- I don't know because I think there's so much about intimacy that we don't know 
You know what I mean? Because I've been taught that like a person I kiss is a person I'm with yeah. forever. Or you know what I mean? You know, like so it's kind of like seeing these moments and and like relationships in film. It's it's really interesting and like I learn a lot from it. Also, just enjoying the like messiness and intensity of teenage emotions. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Says you, who's who's like, am I? You know, I wasn't life is even messy at all. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh my god! It's so funny. That kind of reminds me. Like, I've got sort of a a thought about. I mean, I've got sort of notes about like high schoolers and high school yes. and and all that, which I fucking love. Like, I love <laughs> high school drama. Um, and angst because I'm I'm removed from it. Yeah. But I can still feel like nostalgic about it. <laughs> but like there was a comment that um uh Needy says that she's talking to Chip and being like, mm. I figured it out, like, um, Jennifer's evil. Mm. And and she goes, She's actually evil, not high school evil. <laughs> and it's just so funny, like trying to think, like, it's that's so true that that kind of <laughs> there is <laughs> A high school evil. Oh yeah, they're like <laughs> hell is a high school girl or something. Hell is a teenage girl. Oh my god, my I loved that. Incredible. Stunning. I while we're talking about needy calling Jennifer evil, I want to talk about a yeah. different part of their friendship that I think is really interesting, and I think mm-hmm. leads me to have a much more complicated view on needy rather than her just being like the hero of the story. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. that I I really struggle with needy. Um, and her treatment of Jennifer, I actually mm. think that there's because um, she spends kind of the whole movie saying like Jennifer's a really bad friend, and that can mm. be like quite a lot of what she's like saying. And obviously, Demon Jennifer is awful. Um, mm-hmm, but again, mm-hmm. emphasis on Demon Jennifer, like that is Jennifer <laughs> possessed by a demon, guys. Like, um, not alive. <laughs> no. And so this was maybe this made me so like mad on original Jennifer's behalf because Needy A doesn't notice that her friend is like fully possessed by a demon and it's it's like they show you what Jen is like in the first 20 minutes Mm. of the movie and it's like yeah she says some shit but she's generally quite um loving and affectionate with Needy and then also like a bit shy in front of the band guys, which I thought was really cute. And, like, mm. she doesn't give off the same, like, evil vibe that no. Demon Jennifer does. And so I got so yeah. mad at Needy for having such a low opinion of Jennifer in her mind that mm. the Demon Jennifer would just be, like, she would just accept that that's Jennifer. And I was like, you suck. <laughs> Absolutely. You're not seeing that your friend, like, is not there anymore. Um, And then that is kind of compounded by the way that Demon Jennifer is talking to all of her victims every single time it happens. Every time Jennifer eats a man, um, she... For lack of a better term. (laughs) It's so good. Um, She basically, she uses her sexuality to like seduce Mm -hmm. them. But at the same time, she's also telling them exactly what she thinks they want to hear. And those things that she's telling them are easily refuted by the reality that they already know. And that happens with Mm. every single one of them. So Mm -hmm. she acts interested in the, um, in the like, the scene kid 
um, who she's never Colin been interested Gray. who she's never been interested yeah. before. She's never talked about it. Like she's just not been interested. And then all of mm. a sudden she's just like, yep, I'm into you. And despite him having known she's never been interested in him, like known they've never had those kind of connections, the like idea of being able to have sex and she's just so forward. And like he goes into this awful abandoned house and like all of the oh alarm God. bells are ringing and yet her stripping and using the the her body to totally disarm him. And then this happens again and again. And I think the worst mm. one is with Chip, Needy's boyfriend, Mm -hmm. who knows Mm -hmm. Jennifer and knows that they don't get along and knows that Jennifer doesn't really like him and, like, Mm -hmm. or just, like, doesn't vibe with him or whatever it is. Yeah. And then is so quick to, A, believe Jennifer when she says that Needy was cheating on her. Oh, cheating on him, sorry. On him, yeah, yeah. And then, B, like... When Jennifer says these things, like, I've always had feelings for you. I've always really liked you. Let's go um, have sex in an abandoned swimming pool. That he's, like, up for that. I just thought it was such an interesting, like, everything you know about this situation, all of the context should protect you. Because what she's telling you is a complete contradiction or is easily refuted. But because she's using her body and you want Mm -hmm. that body... Mm -hmm. You're willing to ignore all of the other stuff. I just thought that was fascinating. Absolutely. It's wild because it's like she and and you're totally right. Like with Colin, the the scene kid, she goes, I've been I've like given you signals all year. Yeah. And he just assumes that that's correct. Yeah. Because in his head, in like it kind of do you know what it does? It kind of like uh, confirms our suspicion that all all boys like assume that they're the best <laughs> and that they're 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 the thing they're the focus yeah. of attention when they enter a room yeah and it's just like are you fucking kidding yeah like if i had the amount of confidence that they had i know i mean, like, could do anything i don't know what i do yeah i could do absolutely anything but no i'm more self-aware of of myself mm. more self-aware of myself a doy but i'm just more also more aware of what's happening in a room you yeah. know what i mean absolutely it's so dumb it's so dumb so. and like it's also for me like it's so funny because i'm like this is not believable yeah like it because because what you know what you do when you watch a movie you put yourself in a situation yeah in in the situation of the characters and you're like and eh, no 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 i'd have a few more questions to ask before i go to the haunted mansion <laughs> but like but in reality potentially for a lot of men they'd be like yeah fuck yeah <laughs> yeah obviously this girl who's Who never wouldn't? shown any interest in me we have absolutely nothing in common thinks i'm hot shit like what what it's ridiculous do you know what this reminds me of i have said it multiple times i've been watching 90 day fiance incredible katie love it and there is um uh there's a season where there is a dude who is quite wealthy Mm -hmm. um and um there's a young woman i think her name is unfisa um she like he when they're sort of talking um before like coming to america to start like the the 90 day fiance bit um she basically like he says i will give you anything you want 
because he's like, I'll buy you anything you want, la, la, la. Jesus. So, and, and he has bought her expensive stuff. She comes over and she says, like, I want this, I want that, I want this. And he's like, I can't afford that. And she's like, I left my home for everything. You promised me all this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I thought you loved me. And she's like, this is yeah. what happens. Like, you said you would buy me things and I will marry you. You know what I mean? Mm. And like that kind of reminds me, I'm not really like saying it properly or giving it like, you know, justice, but that to me is this like is an exact example Mm. or replica of what's happening in this movie because this man is hearing these words saying, Mm. buy me all this stuff, buy me all this stuff. But in his head internally, he's like, she's coming here to marry me because she loves me. And it's like, no, she's never said that. Like, no, everything you've ever seen says the exact opposite. What the? Oh. Um, and she's legit like, no, I don't love you. This is <laughs> Buy why, me shit. I'll marry you. This is why I love uh, Jennifer so much. Because uh, yeah. she breaks my heart in that mm-hmm. no one believes her. Like no mm. one, or no one knows who she is. Like it's even like need. This is why I get mad at Needy, is because I feel yeah. like demon, the demon that is possessing Jennifer again. It's not Jennifer, is like doing mm-hmm. all these awful things, and all of these people who've made assumptions about Jim and like have beliefs about her are just like, oh yeah, that tracks, and it's just but, like. Yeah. No, why does no one no. care about Jennifer? Um, yeah, and it's I my also little yeah, <laughs> I no, but I also think like because it's definitely there's a lot of shit that makes it of its time. Oh, it's God. definitely like two thousand. Oh. There's some horrendous language mm. around stuff where we're like, Hi-ya! like yep. gasp, punch in the gut. Yep. But like this idea in terms of like. Um, painting needy as as the good one as the angel is basically like through her style you know what i mean like and then jennifer's evil because she wears short skirts and she like she's hot you know what i mean and it's it's really hard like i mean it was easy for us to be like no needy you're annoying (laughs) like in 2009 i can imagine being like you're the good one (laughs) (laughs) i feel like the filmmakers did that intentionally as well like they set you up to have a preconceived idea and then they like challenge you well they challenged us when we got it now <laughs> we did oh, did not yeah, get it at the in 2009 time. Did we didn't get no, it <laughs> just fell hook line and sinker um just while we're on the 2009 of it all yes needy <laughs> i love that <laughs> needy getting ready to hang out with jennifer at the bar and her oh my God. a making a bit of shitty comments about like when jennifer says dress like this it means you can't upstage her or can't do da, 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 da. and i was like okay you guys need to have a chat like if this is how you're feeling about yeah. your friend i feel like you, you need mm-hmm. to tell her that this is your read on the situation mm. uh. um yeah. and then b, i also sorry okay. i also hate that we never see that it's only needy like commenting yeah on that. that was something you i know? noticed as well a lot of the negative things that we think about jennifer are things that needy tells us mm-hmm. and i think that's mm-hmm. really totally. really interesting um but yeah. the the main thing i'm coming to is the fact that um her rock outfit uh rock concert outfit is the is the worst <laughs> thing i've ever seen it's the pits isn't it <laughs> wow <laughs> ah, i, I mean it. like I mean, like most of it is the pits, isn't it? Like Ooh. it's except for I will say. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is the, the the pits, but like 
a denim jacket over a hoodie. Mm, oh my god. Okay, yeah, that's, that's that took me back. Hello. Hello. Made me very nostalgic. The rest got awful. Just <laughs> wow. Um the amount of low rise jeans in this movie. Oh god. Which Can only please like ugh, I don't I never want them to come back. I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I nobody can do it. We can't do it. We can't as a society Please, God, do this no. again. <laughs> <laughs> I just I really don't like because it obviously style like and fashion is recycled over yes, the years. Yeah. I honestly can't see a time <laughs> when low right low rise <laughs> jeans will ever come back. I will refute. I don't care if I'm labeled very unfashionable. That's one I I'm mm. not absolutely it's got to be high-waisted or nothing at all god yeah um (laughs) do you want to can we talk about the band oh my god (laughs) oh my god low shoulder i have a quote for you and this is what this is a quote from ollie (laughs) yes and this is what happened when okay so first off the lead singer of the band appeared and i was too busy taking notes and i didn't see the actor at first what i heard (laughs) was a (gasps) i forgot it was him (laughs) Which, like, incredible. And I'm like, okay, all right. I'm excited too. And I'm like, who could it be? And then, obviously, the absolutely delicious Adam Brody appears on screen. Mm -hmm, To mm -hmm. which then Ollie goes, Adam Brody is hot as shit. Oh, my God. And I agree. Oh, my God. I agree. There we go. I (laughs) adore Adam Brody and I adore him in everything. And he just, he always Mm -hmm. understands the assignment. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. he's often a dickhead, mm-hmm. but he can do oh, it. Absolutely. And like, yeah. Uh, no notes for Adam Brody. I love this. I love this because I feel very much the same, except for Seth. Like, I think, <laughs> I think the reason that I'm probably still going through the motions of like, uh, hmm, loving Seth, like as Seth and being Mm. like Seth is so beautiful Mm. and like I know that's problematic and I'm just like I'm nearly reaching that like stage where as an adult I can be like oh my god Adam Brody is fantastic as Seth but I still feel like quite bitter (laughs) that I've been tricked (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) but like I also agree like he does the work he does he knows the assignment yeah and he fucking pulls it off he delivers I absolutely love the band as a whole because I didn't know this was a comedy, Mm. but I was laughing before I kind of realized. And just like him, I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like him, like after the fucking bar blows up and he comes over and he's like, hey, we just got everybody out. Uh, Do you want to come into my van? And I was just like, I was just shocked because I was like, oh, is this, is this like the movie? Is this kind of the read of the movie where it's just going to be kind of shocking and dark? And it was. Yes. And I fucking loved it. The I band loved is how comedic sh- gold. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. But, and it was just like, what I loved about this was because it, it like kind of was talking about some really serious yes. issues, but I was still and they were still there and they weren't um, like pushed aside because of the comedy. Mm, mm, yeah. It was like made more apparent to me because of the comedy. Totally. The comedy was like amplifying the 
uh, like the shallowness of their sacrifice, I think. Oh my god. That yeah. and, and also <laughs> when they're singing. <laughs> so I don't know how you've made it this far if you haven't watched the movie, but when they there's there's a incredible plot point. A it's just struggling the best. indie band turns to Satanism in order to try and get successful, and that involves sacrificing a virgin. Um, and so they take Jennifer, who is not a virgin, up into the mm. mountains. And again, uh, just awful plot point that she felt felt like saying she was a virgin was going to be the thing that saved her. Like, ugh, gets yeah. my heart. And then um, the band comes on and they make me laugh again. Um, so they take mm-hmm. her to the top of uh, Devil's Kettle, whole, like oh the hole, which, it, again, I love it when movies just include something like that. And they're just like, yeah, there's this oh. hole. We don't know where it ends up. And you're like, okay. I love it. Gr- Boom. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so they take her up there and they're like, we're going to sacrifice you, but like you're a fan. We'll write a song up about you. And it's like all this dramatic and, oh. and Jen's really scared. And I think Megan Fox does a really good job um, acting in that scene. And then they mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. start singing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it's so dumb. <laughs> but It's so funny. Oh, my God. They made me laugh so much. I just, I just, yeah, yeah. It was so funny because they like. I also just love that they all had like eyeliner around oh, their eyes and they all like, had like the moon they printed tattoos. it off. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> they printed it off. Like, <laughs> do you want to know uh, something really probably quite embarrassing? <laughs> so yeah. I went through a phase as a teenager where I would go to the library and borrow soundtracks. Um, from movies that had good music, ah, and then I would go yeah. home and put them on my uh, put my, them on my computer <laughs> and be able to keep oh. them. Um, yeah, and I don't remember if I'd like remembered the movie or anything, but I know I had the Jennifer's Body soundtrack because it's got yeah. great music on it, and I must have listened yeah. to it so so much. And then obviously over time, it stopped being like that's the Jennifer's Body soundtrack. That's just like songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I forgot, or like I never knew. Yeah that um it wasn't a real band or a real song oh my god oh bless um, and so it was like they started singing through the trees in the bar and i was like mm. i know like this is a really good song like this is it and then had a oh slow god, realization no. i was like oh this is um this was written for the film this was ri- this was absolutely a part of the plot and mm, the story. The story. <laughs> mm, mm. I mean, it's still a banger. So, oh my god, absolutely. I just fucking love. Like, for me, this was um, borderline scary movie. You know what I mean? Like the the franchise scary movie yeah. because like of the fact of that fucking song being everywhere. Oh my god! Every time it comes you know on I mean? again, you're just like, ah! and like. 90 like five percent of the proceedings will go to the families or whatever and then nita's like what about the other 95 percent?" i know <laughs> and it's just like so funny how shit this like how fucking awful this band is <laughs> oh incredible oh yeah I, yeah they they were a definite highlight they were so fucking funny it's so it was it's so funny like it really is funny yeah. outside of like uh like you said earlier, some very uh, choice problematic phrases because it's 2009 mm-hmm. and yep. a lot of like Ooh. very funny uh, dumb little lines in there that um my God. God brought me so much joy. Just hit you and then it moves on quickly. Oh, so, so fast. You, I kept on saying like, 
did they say that like did that happen <laughs> I fucking I loved it Me too. like it was it was just the absolute fucking best um I wanted to kind of talk about like the horror mm. of the whole like of the um movie yes um because I didn't find it scary no at all because I think of the comedy mm. but that doesn't mean there still wasn't horror involved mm. like it was still pretty like um dark and like there was horrific things happening yeah um but i think it because it was paired with comedy made it very like hard to find it scary which i enjoyed i was very thankful Mm. for for instance when they go into the woods and um with jonas the 40 year old high schooler um (laughs) um when they're in there and then like pairs of animals come to watch them and it's almost like a, it reminds me of the scene from the Simpsons movie when Marge and Homer like, are about to have sex and like it's this really beautiful almost Disney-esque yeah. thing where all the deer come in. But it also was just like why are there pairs of like rabbits and deers and birds coming to watch? Um, and it almost was like, oh, this is romantic. And then no, no. she fucking like disembowels him, mm. um, which was fantastic. Um also, like we spoken, we've touched on briefly about like Colin, mm. um, the scene kid, uh, a driving down like an oh, empty no. estate, listening to what was the song? <gasps> I can see clear yeah. now, the- <laughs> but like <laughs> screamo, <laughs> so good, uh, the best. Uh, but like for me, um, that was absolutely terrifying. That empty mm. like. Is it, it's an estate, I right? I think so, like, yeah. I think it's an estate being built or an abandoned estate yeah. or something, yeah. That really creeps me out. Um, I don't know why. Like, I've never been in sort of a scenario where I've ridden my bike mm. or my car through, like, the darkened streets when there's no electricity. Mm. But, like, for me, that's, that's an absolute red flag. Mm. Then, like, the door being boarded up. It's like, yeah. don't go in there. He breaks what in. You doing? He breaks in. He had so many chances to not go in. This isn't your house, is it? Adoy, Colin. Come on, Colin. Get it together. What an idiot. But the one thing that um really kind of I don't know, it, it definitely brought me back to my childhood. Mm. And it was the moment where uh it's after the um the bar just after the bar blows up and Anita comes home and um she's re- like panicking because jennifer's gone um but there's a moment where i think like she hears movement in her house she calls chip and she's like maybe i'll need you over here but then like there's a scene like there's a shot where there's the tap dripping Mm. and needy's like looking through the house and that like brought me back to this story which i don't know like it was fucking huge in my primary school it was the story of like the dripping tap where like this person was trying to go to bed they put their hand down the side of their bed oh, and like their their dog licks yeah, their hand and they're like all say they're looking through the house for the tapping dri- like the the tap dripping and like all the taps in the house are fine they go back to the do- like put their go back to bed their dog's licking their hand and then they finally find their dog like dead dr- blood dripping and like they're like but who was licking who their me? hand and that like that gave me nightmares as a child <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, for me, like, I definitely took that as an homage to that story. And I was like, oh, it kind of made me feel warm in, like, a weird, sadistic way. I definitely agree that that, like, montage of her looking in the basement, the, like, drip, it's all trying to feed into those classic horror tropes so that you're mm. on edge for something to happen. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah. kind of having fun with you as well. being like, oh, no, no, no. Totally. Um, uh-uh. It also leads to one of my favourite moments of Megan Fox in the entire film, which I think is one of the reasons yeah. why I just love her so much which is her mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. Jennifer covered in blood, squatting oh on the floor, eating a chicken. Oh, a chicken. <laughs> oh, my God. And then going, vomiting my bile. My mum just bought that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yuck. Vomiting bile. Oh, my God. Yeah, Needy going, um, my mum just bought that and she said you shouldn't eat it. <laughs> Dead. So, just perfection incredible i mean like needy if that's not a flag to be like this is a demon inside my friend right fucking hell oh my god read the room yeah um are we ready for diamonds Uh, absolutely okay uh i'm gonna go first i have a few but i love it what of it um i had to stop partway through (laughs) of just like writing quotes from the movie so watch the movie okay there's lots of good quotes um i did write out however at the start of the movie needy says i'm kind of the shit oh my god and i just feel like that's energy we should all take with us into our daily lives so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. take that mantra um also right at the start of the movie um needy just full-on kicks a woman just oh straight God. up kicks. She's a kicker. She's a kicker. Just kicks a woman in the chest, like full on. We also find out that that's like, um, she kicks and she kicks fucking hard. The woman goes flying, but it's also because she's got a little bit of a demon inside Yee! of her. She's a little bit, of, a little bit of a demon. Um, when Needy is asked about the make and model of the van that's taken Jennifer, when Chip <laughs> asks that, and Needy <gasps> just says, he's like, "What's the make and model?" She goes, "I don't know, Chip, an '89 race rapist." <laughs> Which is Stunning. excellent. Um, just Ugh. Amy Sedaris in her like two scenes, perfection. Yeah, no notes, Mwah. just always chef's kiss. Um, and then it was the yeah the soundtrack, um, and particularly uh, not going to teach your boyfriend how to dance with you, playing when you first meet Jennifer and Needy as they stare at each mm. other with like just pure adoration for each other in the opening, yeah. and like so gorgeous, stunning. Love that. Love it. I love it. I love it. I, I, yeah, I love those snippets of like that friendship. Yeah. Because it's just, because it is over fucking, like it's overwhelming being in love with your best friend. Mm. And I don't mean like in love wanting to, you know, wanting to kiss them and hold them all the time, you know, not that kind of love, but just you, I feel like you can be in love with your best friend. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just really beautiful. And I love, I love female friendships. Yeah. Um, The best. My my uh, diamonds, some of them are quotes because, again, so many good fucking quotes from this movie. <laughs> um, I'll start with the final, like, moments of Jennifer's life when she gets stabbed and she goes, my tit. Oh. <laughs> and then it's like, no, your heart. Oh, like, no. I loved that because oh. she's funny till the very end. Um, another one <laughs> was... <laughs> Um, I love the use of like, like the word like mm. in, in text or in any um, dialogue. 
And this is when Jennifer is describing the band and she's like, they're totally like agents of Satan. And it just made me, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so Incredible. funny. It's funny. It's great. Um, JK Simmons oh. loved, just love. Uh, <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? Oh yeah. I love just like, again, it's the female friendship, mm. like sandbox love never dies. Like oh. that idea of just that friendship will last through the ages. Mm. Um, and there was one more. This is more, again, I always have one where it's not a diamond. It's more of a like, what? Um, <laughs> when fucking Chip is dying and he says, I'm going somewhere. And he's so calm. Oh. And it's just like, in my head, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? If I was a teenager dying. Oh, no peace. I would have no, no peace. No. I would have no control over what I said. I would be terrified and I would probably like traumatize Thousand percent. my uh, my teenage partner, my teenage girlfriend. Oh my by God. Saying, Please don't let me die. Don't let me die. Also never love anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Also, you're my number one. And if you cheat on me, I'll haunt you for the rest of my life. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Stunning. Excellent. Uh, oh my god! We, There's so much to say, I know. but I think like time to close watch the, the movie. Yeah, watch the movie yourselves. Make up your own mind and go read some of the excellent like um, articles and things that people have written about it in the last couple of years. There's totally some wonderful, wonderful work out there. Yeah. Um, to, one to start with. Start with the uh, article from Vulture yeah. magazine. That's great. So it's really good. So. Mm, 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 mm. Um, all right, goodbye. Bye, bye, all dead teenagers. <laughs> all and right. hello, Clue. Give me my clue. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna, I'm going to provide you with, like, little bits of information and then you can guess okay. when you feel like you're ready to guess. You won't guess from, like, the first right. three, but whatever. I'm going to scream out something. Okay, I love it. Um, so first thing, it's got a 19% mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Babe. Babe 2, Pig in the City. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fan-fucking-tastic. Hey. Um, <laughs> right. How dare I? Came out in 2005 and it's mm-hmm. a tight one hour, 35 minutes. Oh, stunning. It's what we like. Okay. All right. Third clue. It oh features God. a Twilight fave. What? Fourth clue. Okay. Fish, kid, and magma child. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't think I've ever seen it, so... I might have, but I might not have known it was Taylor Lautner even when I watched <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> I'm excited. It's also a really quick movie. Oh, my God, I love that. Because we definitely... um, We definitely... I've definitely seen Spy Kids. Yeah. And that's like... This is like a branch off. It definitely... It? Fe- I think it's the same director as Spy Kids. Like, it definitely feels Shut like boy, it exists in the same, like, world. world thousand mm-hmm. percent i love it excellent great ah, amazing oh well if, if you love us like we love these movies um <laughs> leave us a cheeky review uh on apple podcasts is great but honestly anywhere that you get your podcasts or you know just tell your friend um go out into the street do an interpretive dance about how much you enjoyed this episode in particular i will really enjoy that mm-hmm. um i'll just know that you did it you don't have to tell me i'll just know um, we know. We like we know. Uh, if you want to <laughs> chat to us or suggest a movie, we are on uh, Instagram at, actu- at actually I loved it and Twitter at, at alipod. That's A I L I pod. Or if you're old school, you can send us an email to our Gmail at actuallyiloveditgmail.com. Um, and as always, big thanks to Imogen Sigler, uh, whose music you can find on Spotify and Bandcamp for all of the music that you hear in the show. 
Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Who bloody wrote? Horror. Horror. That was like horror? Horror. You kind of sound like a really sad dog. You know when they're like. Please kill me. Two, three. Oh, that was stunning. Okay, good. That was good for you. It was fine for me, <laughs> as always.